Welcome to Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids, a podcast that steps into alternative education, parenting, and living a funner, fuller family life. I'm Robin, home educator, unschooling mom to two funny, eclectic kids, and we're here to create a space for families to listen, connect, learn from others, and be inspired. Join us every two weeks to hear interviews and tips from experts in learning, education, and parenting, and stories from families that are playing full out in the arena of life and education. World schooling, unschooling, alternative schooling, homeschooling, or just creating a whole new style of learning. Welcome to Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids. My name is Robin Robertson, and I'm the creator and host of this podcast. And yes, I am an unschooling parent to two kids who are now teenagers. We've been on this journey for over nine years and counting. And this space is just as much for me as it is for you. It's a space to be inspired, to learn of new resources, to share stories and insight, and really to build community because those are all of those important facets of this journey that have helped me and I know that will help others as well. So if you're new to this homeschooling, natural learning, unschooling journey, if you are just looking into it, or if you're a veteran, you're all welcome here. So first I want to say thank you for all of the wonderful reviews that have been left. This is a five-star show and if you've enjoyed the show and you appreciate what you've learned through it, please leave a review. And the best is to go to iTunes and leave a review there give it a five star if you really, truly like it and say why or what you've enjoyed or any episode that stuck out to you. Um, Yeah, I absolutely appreciate it. It helps the show to get seen and heard as well. If you've enjoyed these conversations and you'd like to have more conversations like this, but be in the room or have it on a personal level to share some of your own insights, to ask questions, I do have a private community on my Patreon community. So if you go to patreon.com slash honey, I'm homeschooling the kids, you can join that community where we meet live monthly via Zoom. The link is also in the show notes to learn more about that as well. I definitely recommend it. And especially for this summer, 2022, I'm offering this community to all Patreon levels, to all patron levels. Um, So I want it to be accessible. So it's a great time to join, especially if you're going to be heading into a new year, learning year in the fall. The other thing I wanted to share is for this month of June, our sponsor is Mel Science, and there is a special for June only, 50% off of the beginning of your subscription. So if you go to the show notes, the link is in there, and the code is HONEY, H-O-N-E-Y, to get that discount from Mel Science, a wonderful science subscription service. My daughter uses the Mel Chemistry set, and it is definitely worth it. So I just wanted to remind you, if you're listening to this in the month of June, So this episode is actually a recording from our Clubhouse community, Honey, I'm Homeschooling Clubhouse community. It was just so good. It's one of those ones I have to share broadly and widely on this podcast. Liana Francisco and I hosted this room. We had, uh, you know, some great questions and sharing as well. Carla Marie Williams came up and shared so much of her insight as well. But the podcast episode, this podcast episode or that... um, That room was on defining success. What is success, defining success as a homeschooler and unschooler? And I think this is a really good episode to lead into your summer and your fall because when we're thinking about, you know, how are we going to be the best homeschooling parent or unschooling parent, giving our kids all those opportunities, helping them to succeed and know the fear is always, how are they going to succeed if they're not in school? Well, I think we actually need to step back quite a few paces and really look at the idea of success. What does success mean to you? How do you define it? And why do you define it that way? Because when we get into those deeper details of success, the feelings that we get around success, the fears that we get around success and our ideas of it and where those ideas come from, we better understand how we're looking at our children, at our parenting, and at our homeschooling or unschooling life as well. And it helps us in those ideas we have for our upcoming year, if any planning we're putting in for that upcoming year, and, and our learning life going forward. 
So we really get into the idea of what is success, what does it mean, um, defining success, dealing with naysayers, because you know that comes up if if they have a certain definition of success and we are not showcasing that, then of course people are going to start you know, asking questions and coming at us. And so how are you within that role of success and society's expectations as well? The great thing is, you know, Liana and I were both unschooling parents, but also Liana is a grown unschooler. And so she shares many specific examples from her own childhood come, growing up and questions that she's had and what life has looked out looked like for her, especially as she's a wonderful human being, and yet she didn't follow or live in any of those social constructs or ideas around learning and school, like most people think you need to live in, in order to um, have life defined, I guess, in a certain way. So I love this episode. I've listened to it again. We had so much engagement and conversation, and I think this is really a foundational episode for your homeschooling or unschooling family or year going ahead. Um, So listen to it. Get back to me on the feedback. And I again, I appreciate you being here. And this is a great conversation to have with your partner, your spouse, and your children as well as you're looking at defining your homeschooling and unschooling and and what really means to be successful in that for you. So enjoy the episode. Morning. Hello, people. Wonderful people in here today already, I see. Hope everyone's doing well. I'm just waiting for Liana to join, and but I think really we can get started. The big topic today, of course, is defining success as a homeschooler and unschooler. And Liana and I really wanted to talk about this today. Um, I mean, a few reasons. Hi, Liana. Welcome. Good morning. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get started and just kind of introduce our topic while I wait for Liana to join us. So I was just saying why we wanted to have this as a topic for today and why we feel it's so important, especially in this season. Um, as I think in the beginning of the school year, everyone's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm going to homeschool. It's so great and wonderful. And then as we get into spring, I know a lot of people are like, okay, (laughs) do I have to close out the full year? Am I done looking long-term? Should I continue? Am I doing the right things? What is it going to look like in a couple of years? What does it look like now? All those things in between. How do I keep going? Uh, Did we even do anything this year? Exactly. (laughs) Did we even get anything done? Exactly. Should I get different curriculum? Should I not? Should I like, what is unschooling really? All those things. And so much of it we thought comes back to this whole thing of, well, what does it mean? What does success mean for you as a homeschooler, unschooler? Why even, why is it even important to define it? You know, why and how when you, and when you understand that and are able to define it for yourself, because it's going to look different for everybody, how does that affect your homeschool or unschool and the way you guys live your daily life? Um, and how does that affect your future for that as well? Because we both feel that it really does actually, in your mind, even though if you feel like you haven't defined it, it actually does form your opinions, ideas, and almost planning, I guess you could say, envisioning of the future ahead of you. If you feel like, I want this now, but actually success as a homeschooler or unschooler, success for my kids or for our family looks like this, which might be very different from how you're living today now. So we really wanted to get down into defining success as a homeschooler and unschooler. And does it match what your current choices and and um, and life and, and then how does that look for you going forward? So welcome everyone today. I'm Robin Robertson. Leanne, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. I'm going to work. I'm going to add you as a moderator here and, uh, then I'll just pass you the mic. Perfect. Okay. Well, hello everybody. It's morning time for me here. It is an extremely rainy Pacific Northwest day. Absolutely buckets. So gray. It's but it also has its own beauty. I'm sitting at the waterfront at the um, bottom of the Puget Sound, and, you know, there's beauty in that, too, to see the birds and the wildlife and the green and the gray all together. Um, So my name is Liana Francisco. I do this room once a week with Robin. I also do a room in the same club on Monday with Kelly Edwards. And, you know, what Rob and I like to talk about is connection within your homeschooling and how that's the basis for making it all work. 
And you know, that's so this is such a good topic for us to be discussing today. So my background is that I'm a grown unschooler. I was unschooled from birth to 16 when I went to college. And really, I was still unschooling after that because I was, you know, it was still self-directed. It was still my choices for how I wanted to continue my education. Every class I chose, every um, institution I chose to continue to study at. And I still really am an unschooler in that mindset as well. I'm 39. So... I was unschooled in the 80s and 90s, and there were hardly any homeschoolers back then, and really we knew like one other unschooling family. Everyone else was doing more school-at-home type um, type flavors of homeschooling. So I'm also a parent. I have a five-year-old little boy that I unschool, and I am also a foster parent, so sometimes we have other kids in our home as well, and I run businesses. So I'm like working from home and doing all the things and doing the homeschooling and and just living, you know, so I think a lot of you guys can relate to having all those different hats that you wear throughout the day. And then like, how do you integrate this all right? And I think that's part of the success also is like, how, how are we doing as, as people in general? You know, one thing I wanted to put into this, um, add to Robin's introduction, which was so good, is also adding this piece about, you know, we get a lot of pressure from other people about what success looks like for homeschooling and unschooling. And you get a lot of praise if your kids are at or particularly above grade level in things that people think are, um, you know, that people value math, reading, all that sort of thing. You get so much praise in the world for that. And so it's really easy to um, sort of continue down the road of thinking that, um, that's the way to go is to continue to excel in those ways to basically prove to the world that homeschooling and or unschooling can, you, your children can be quote successful if they do these things right that they're um, that they're excelling and exceeding expectations but you know what if they're not doing well in those areas is that actually what's important to you this, is that actually what matters and even if your kids are doing well is that what matters is that what you want to emphasize as your family is that what you want to put put um the focus on so i think this is a really important thing to realize too is that the firmer we are in defining success for our family for ourselves with our own definitions the easier it's going to be to stand um stand strong in those winds of other people's opinions of your family and your children. Even for my son, he gets a lot of feedback about how, oh, how articulate he is. And, oh, what a big word that is for such a little boy, you know, sort of stuff. And, and it would be easy to think, like, oh, yeah, aren't we doing a wonderful job? Aren't we just so great? But the things that I'm most proud of about him are the way that he treats other people, um, whether he, the way that he can regulate his emotions um, or the, the progress he makes in his ability to regulate his emotions. Those are the things that are so important to me for his age range. And the fact that he knows some big words, that's wonderful, you know, <laughs> but that's not the way that I'm defining success. So it's really important to um, kids look to us for those cues, right? They see how we respond when people praise them or are a little judgmental about them. And so the firmer we are in it, before those conversations come about, the healthier our kids will be about, you know, um, developing their own sense of identity. All right, that's my rant already. So good. That was such a great rant. And that's so exactly what we wanted to talk about, right? Because the other part of it, like you talked about too, Liana, and thank you for mentioning it, because I I forgot to mention is that whole, um, those society um, expectations as well that we then take on for ourselves in our homeschooling and unschooling and think that our kids have to meet it when maybe that's not part of our definition of success at all, but maybe it is for our parents and therefore we expect that of our kids and family, or maybe it is for our neighbors or the community we're part of. And it might not fit for a homeschooling or unschooling, but we find ourselves still kind of doing those things as well, right, in order to meet those other definitions of success. So that's why it's so important to really get down and understand you know, how do I define it? What's, what's important for us and and what does it look like? So maybe we can begin with, and we want to say um, the stage is open. We have it open right now for hand raising. Um, so, and to come up and ask questions, we have the chat open. So please, we want this to be a conversation that we're all part of. Um, and if anyone wants to come up and kind of explore 
if you're uncertain what your definition is and how we can explore that, you're definitely more than welcome. Um, it's an open conversation for us all, and we feel it moves the best when that happens when we're all engaged asking questions. So you can tap the hand at the bottom right of your screen and come up, or you can also go into the chat, group chat as well, and ask any questions um, too. So I think maybe we can begin with, hey, Carla, we can begin with, so how do we even begin to like understand that whole definition of success and understand is it ours, is it someone else's, what is it? Uh, where do we even begin with that? That is so intense, right? And, and for me, homeschooling, unschooling is parenting. It's how I've chosen to live our family life. So it's all interrelated. Educational goals are mixed in with um, just raising, raising children, you know, and being a family and living the way we want to live. So it's, I don't really separate those two things or those multifaceted things. It's all one. It's all parenting. It's all raising children. And so for me, success looks like healthy, healthy, happy, whole family members, everyone in the family, healthy, happy, whole. Um, and what I've um, come to be describing as well a little bit more in some of my I think I talked about this maybe in Clubhouse last week and then also in my interview with with Leslie last week. It really feels to me like it's it's young adults, people, grown unschoolers, children, just people that can go out. They can identify what they want and they know how to get it. They can take the steps to get it. That to me is success. And, you know, I have a lot of baggage, I feel like, from growing up as an unschooler and just being grilled to hell by people growing up about whether I was, quote, successful, on track. I mean, grownups, they do not, so many grownups feel so entitled to um, just pry into children's lives and to, and to ask them all sorts of probing questions about things they know and things they don't know and all of this stuff. And, you know, I always ticked all the boxes and seemed just so wonderful. And so people would people would um, give me praise for that. Like that would be the external successes that I had were highly praised and highly valued. And I remember always feeling empty by that, feeling like, why don't they see like the actual me? Why don't they care about me? They seem to only care about the fact that I got this role in this musical or that I was able to, you know, do this academic accomplishment or that I have this business thing that I've done as I got into being a young adult or that I had this fancy job or that I bought a house when I was 22 or like these are the things that people seem to care about but they didn't seem to care about like me as a person right and it was so intense to see that um, to see that their definition of success was extremely narrow and so for me I broadened it big time in what success looks like for myself and for my son and other kids that I'll have in the future is that I want healthy, happy, whole people, people that know what they want and are confident that they know they can figure out how to get it and can take those steps for themselves. That's it. If that's being, um, if that's trade school or starting your own business and, and doing some sort of awesome thing that you love doing every day of your life, or if it's going and becoming a doctor or some sort of academic or engineer or whatever the case might be, those things, um, it's about the internal life of the individual. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting, too, how really society has a very narrow view of success, how there is this definition or this idea kind of laid out that everyone must follow, um, but... The, our world, our the people in the world are so diverse and different that not everyone's going to be like it. It, of course, it's going to be different. It's going to look different too. And it's interesting, yeah, how how adults uh, feel they have every right to pry so intensely, no mercy <laughs> upon children at all on thing on you know those questions and choices. When it, sometimes I'm like, why aren't you asking me this question? Yeah, yeah, particularly when I got to college, when I started going to the community college, grown-ups, just teachers, um, professionals, people that I would just meet randomly, they felt like they could just get right in there and grill me about all of it. And, well, how has that worked? And can you do this? And do you know how to do that? And what about that? And do you have any friends? And it's like, are you kidding me? But, you know why, though, right? Because your very existence and life that you've led 
has them questioning the very like specific path that they followed and told everyone else that they have to follow. Just true. your life that it's you've true. led is like, is making them question like, oh, she has done this, but yet she hasn't done any of the things that everyone told me I have to do to get here or that I'm telling my own kids or students that they have to do to get here. So am I wrong? You know, the whole thing of like, shit, am I wrong? <laughs> you know, like, oh, or, you know, or I always thought this was so certain but now this is no longer certain. You know how when there's like, you feel so certain about something and then you get shook. when it's, And you're looking for no holes, you know, like they're looking for like, there's something different about this kid. There's something she's not telling me oh, about man. how she yes. acted that. Cause they say like, well, but you did math, right? Your mom sat you at the table and you did math books. And you're like, no, one <laughs> taught you how to read. <laughs> right. I was like, no, <laughs> he didn't do that. Like it was not part of my childhood to do that. Um, and then they're looking for holes in personal life in some way. They're like, oh, well then, you know, you must be like really awkward then. <laughs> you know, you must not have any friends or you're not going to do well in this environment or that environment, you know, sort of a thing. And it was just so amazing to, to see the external requirements. And, um, and I met all those external requirements, but they were not what was important to me. Um, and they... And it, I always disliked, even, I mean, even now people will have conversations with me about like, oh, you're so successful and that's so important to them. And it's like, well, the things that I feel successful about are my marriage. I've been with my partner since 2000. We met in 1999. We've been a couple since 2001. We've been married since 2004. That is a big deal to me. That is successful to me that I have the same partner and that we have such a wonderful relationship and that that's important to us. Um, the way that I've chosen to parent is important to me. The, the business decisions and relationships that I've built in my business life are important to me. The accomplishments I have in those ways, like that's the stuff that's important to me, um, not the stuff that you put on a resume in that way, you know. Um, but it's so, it's never the yeah, so I have that perspective. Yeah, you don't Absolutely. put that stuff on a resume, right? But no. it is the stuff that makes the difference in your life or not. It does. And it's the stuff that makes a difference in your work life as well. Because if you don't have those stability in relationships at home, in your personal life, in your communication levels, absolutely it's going to affect your choices, your career, your work life as well. Uh, if you don't, don't think it's not going to, that's just crazy. <laughs> I don't know what world you're living in. Eventually it's going to be some crumbling somewhere down the line. So yeah, absolutely. But yet nobody talks about it or sees, I shouldn't say nobody, because people are actually starting to see the difference um, or understand that more now. But traditionally, it's not something that you're going to put on a resume, right? Um, it's something very, very different. But yet, um, it, it probably if you did, it would be something that stands out. So, but okay, so let's, we have, uh, we have questions, we have people up on stage. Welcome, Carla, Jane and Carrie. Carla, what I know you have got lots to add unschooling mom of six with with a bunch now grown so how what would you like to add to this conversation we're passing the mic to you wow what a conversation this is my goodness i'm so happy to be back on clubhouse i'm happy you're you. back by the way i know <laughs> carla sometimes takes little breaks which is good and i'm like yes that's a great idea carla so i'm whenever you come back you come back full force i love it <laughs> um you know, the thing with this whole topic, you have to be like ironclad in what it is that your goals are for you and your family. Because if you are not, people's opinions will tear you to shreds and you'll be making decisions for yourself and for your children that reflect what they expect versus what your values actually are. And an example of that is um, my oldest son who is his nickname around the house is brain walking brain um very 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 intellectual young man and um has spent years upon years diving into sciences and um aviation and things of that nature and for um it was just it blew people's minds that um that he didn't want to go to college and it was so frustrating for him 
to have people tell him that he should. He's so intellectual. Why wouldn't you want to go to college? And his simple answer is, I've spent so much time the last six years of my life diving into what I want to do for the rest of my life. I've gained skills and licenses and certifications. I can go do what I want to do right now. Why would I hold myself up for another four, six, eight years just because this is something that you expect me to do as if you can't be an intellectual without going to college? And that's just one of the many expectations the society has put on our kids. And I think it was Leanna that said that things are starting to kind of change. People are starting to wake up a little bit and recognize there are many roads toward the goals and the dreams you have for yourself. Um, and he's just a good example. And I'm so glad that he did not. And that doesn't mean he will never go. But I'm so glad that he was strong enough in who he was and what he wanted to not be moved by the expectations of so many. I mean, my immediate family um, and extended family is full of educators, full of education administrators and, you know, people that have, you know, 50 degrees. And so it it was, I'm just so proud of him. Um, and I say that because I am not against college or anything else. But I'm against a person being forced to go because of other people's expectations. And um, that's just one example there. You know, uh, Leanna talked about her childhood and, um, you know, you did do math. Didn't you? Somebody taught you to read. Yes. <laughs> those kinds of things, those kinds of questions and probing. Um, I'm so thankful that early on in our unschooling journey, homeschooling journey, that uh, we made it very clear to people that were close to our family, that the choices that we made for our family regarding homeschooling or whatever else choices that we make are not up for discussion. And so that gave them a clear message that they needed to steer clear of those conversations. And it allowed us to be able to be in their presence and enjoy each other without that tension. Um, and sometimes you have to put up those very thick boundaries around, you know, holidays and things of that nature. But what makes someone successful is very personal, you know, and our goal for our kids, no matter what they choose to do professionally or as a career, we want them to be happy and healthy and do something that they love. And that may be something far off from what we had in mind, you know, for them. But I want them to be happy, healthy and do something that they love. And if that means, you know, defying everyone else's expectations, including mine, by the way, <laughs> um, then that's OK. That is OK, um, because, you know, our kids don't exist to fulfill our dreams for their lives. They exist. We exist to help them fulfill theirs, if that makes sense. Ooh, oh, so good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I have to remind myself of that because we just recently had a, a situation here, you know, with one of my um, dear babies who we had set up with a mentor and all kinds of situations. And they have spent the last couple of years diving into a particular industry and they had dreams and goals in that area. And then it hit a hard stop. And it was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't see myself doing this anymore. And it was like, what? <laughs> what is happening? But I had to check myself and say, this does not make her happy. This is not what she wants to do. It may be a skill. It may, She may be really, really good at it. I'm an amazing singer, but I don't want to make an album. She's amazing at what she does. She has skills that she doesn't want to use as a professional. She just wants it to be a hobby. And that has to be okay with me. Because if I push it and she fulfills my dreams for her, then... What is that worth? Nothing. That's not successful. And that's really yes. normal. I think that's an important thing to realize is like kids have that, you know, young adults, people have that all different ages of their lives that they pursue something until they're done with it. And then they set it aside and they do something else. Right. And they may come back to it. 
you know, and we told her, you know, if, if you're ready to begin this again or go in, you know, in a different direction, we completely support you. We want to be able to make sure you have the resources and what you need to pursue what you desire to do. And we don't want to put all of our expectations. Now, was it irritating? Absolutely. (laughs) But guess what? I'm human. I, I, I get irritated, but that doesn't mean that I can put all that on her shoulders to fulfill what I mm. thought she was going to be. Yes. yes. And I think that's the big thing too, right? And that's what you had said as well is, and I think that's the line to remember too. We can have our family definitions of values and beliefs, but also as a parent, um, sometimes, you know, we, we absolutely, with our own past life and experiences, we bring so much of that into the now with our family. And so, you know, it's, it's remembering that, okay, is this my definition of, like, is it, that's tied to something. There's nothing to do with anyone else in my family, just me or my kids. And, you know, how much am I pushing this? Because I have these certain expectations that actually don't even need to be put on my kids at all. You know, is it my thing or is it their thing? And how much am I supporting that? Yeah. Wow. One of the things that I had to come to conclusion in this recent situation really knocked me off my feet because it seemed so incredibly certain. Um, But it's ego. Take the ego out of homeschooling because it makes us make decisions based on you know, what, how we want to look, we've already decided we're going to homeschool. So we've gone against the grain. Then if we decide to unschool, then we're like triple crazy. So now we have to prove to the world that the thing that we've decided to do works. And here are my children to prove it. And that is all ego. And it has nothing to do with who your children are, who God created them to be and what they will be in the future. And as long as we keep our ego out there and we use our kids as proof of our decision, then it's it's not benefiting them and it's not benefiting ourselves. We're fooling ourselves. And so that's I'm I'm learning to do that. And each of my children have shown me how to do that in different ways. So I listen to them, I pay attention and I check my pride. I'm Carla and I'm done. <laughs> Welcome back, Carla. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, it, it is. It's like, you know, I don't know how many times when I'm in my other role, in my and my life, my other, you know, as a working with public schools, um, govern, public school co- governance and that whole, because of course I'm the odd man out, right? The odd woman out at the board table, uh, who's, I'm in this role of governance with kids that don't attend school, <laughs> that are unschoolers on top of that, not just homeschool, like traditional homeschoolers, but unschoolers, right? And it's kind of like, you know, so when people ask, like, but all this hard work into supporting public education or, you know, that, you know, so that everyone can have this chance, the public education, and you're not, you know, your your role here is to support this. And it's like, well, you know, that those questions, but also that you're doing this, but they're going to still turn out like all the other kids, right? Or, but at one time, you know, at a certain time, they're going to do this like everybody else, right? And... You know, that whole, that ego in me wants to say, well, yeah, you know, they're, you know, they can still do that. You know, maybe they can do it better. You know, those things when it's like reality, you know, maybe not. And does it really matter? And honestly, my kids don't have that path whatsoever. It looks so different from the other kids in public school. So different. Um, Liana and Carla know, uh, you know, kind of what a bit about that too. And that my, you know, that it's, it's, you know, in some ways I want to say, oh, well, like, you know, give them time, they might. But at the same time, I'm like, that's just also being disrespectful to the choice and values we've made as a family and to their, my kids' personal choices of what they want to pursue. Because, you know, they're saying this is what fits us best or this is what fits me best. And it doesn't look right now, it doesn't look like the traditional approach for me at all. And it's honoring that and let me letting go of my ego in that way. Liana, what are you going to say? And then Carla? Well, first, I just didn't realize I was unmuted also. So there's that. But I, of course, have something to say. I love it. I love this thing. And the piece that you're right, it is about letting go of the ego. And there are so many parents that use that. um, My parents certainly did it many different times of their life, I think, totally unaware. But this validation of like, unschooling homeschooling works because look at my children look at what they've accomplished right and I think that that gets that's that's a real sticky situation I mean it's bad for relationships there's all sorts of stuff with it right but um 
I really feel like this this piece of being able to release the outcomes for your child, like the the external outcomes and focusing on um, more internal outcomes for your children, you know, like where they really are who they want to be. They're able to live how they want to live. That's the piece that really matters. Both myself yes. and, and both of my brothers, we, um, we shifted our ideas of what we were doing a lot as young adults, as adults, we've done it a lot. Um, changing, directions over and over again after working really hard for something. I was studying classical music my whole adolescence. I went to a music conservatory to study classical music. And then as I became a young adult, I was like, oh, I don't want to be a professional singer. I don't want the lifestyle of a professional singer. I don't want that for myself. I love to sing, but I don't want that career. And that was a huge change. I mean, I'd been working on that for, you know, 10, 12 years as my primary only focus, really. Um, and then one of my brothers, he made clothing. He was totally into clothing. He went to fashion school. He was going to, you know, be a designer and just didn't realize it was just art for him in a, in a personal way, a personal art for him. It wasn't commercial art. He wasn't interested in doing it in a public way. He didn't want the criticism. He didn't want to play in that system. It wasn't for him. He wanted it just for him. I have another brother who did music, who did all sorts of different things and has entirely changed multiple times in his life with the passions and careers that he's working on, the way that he makes money, the way he spends his time. Um, and that is all okay because again, it's about are we living how we want to live? Do we know how to make that happen for ourselves? Um, those are the things that are most important to me. Mm, absolutely. And the other thing too is how easy is it for us to support that for our kids when we're not doing it for ourselves? Yep. Or we're not living the lives we want to live. And we keep denying that for ourselves too, right? So um, again, that also goes back to that modeling and but being able to to share that and speak with it and live that um, for our kids, but then understanding that that's also for us as well, too. And I think that's a big thing, too. So I do want to recognize as well, Jane and Carrie, thank you for coming up. Carla, just add in anytime you feel free, um, you feel it's fit. And um, yeah, we this is an open conversation, too, as well as Jane and Carrie. But I'm going to pass the mic to you, Jane. Welcome. It's great to see you. I, I know of you through Kelly, but I don't think we've really had a chance to connect too much yet. So I'm happy you're here. Welcome. Oh, Robin, thank you for having me on your amazing, yummy stage. I've just been soaking it all in. I had everything ready to go, what I was going to say, but then Carla came on. I was like, yes, yes, yes. You know, so now I want to talk about something else. Uh, what Carla said, my name is Jane. I'm a wig maker, but I'm a homeschool mom of three kids, a very new homeschool mom of three kids. Uh, so I'm really excited to be here. I've learned so much. Uh, Kelly is my coach and she's been so amazing in teaching me so much. I was like, wait, there's a difference between unschooling and homeschooling? Like she was like, let me break it down. And she's been so amazing. Um, what Carla said that really stood out to me was having those boundaries uh, understood by your family members. Because for me, I was just rocked in the beginning of my journey. And, you know, with the, the questions and the testing and all of that, are you sure, are you not sure? So as soon as I set that tone of, okay, guys, this is what I'm doing. And if you no longer want us to come over, then this is what needs to happen. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to deal with it. I'm doing the best, uh, you know, for my children and I know what's best for them. I was very stern and you have to be stern because we're still learning. I'm still learning. I don't know at all. I, you know, I come in these rooms and these amazing communities to, so I can continue on this journey that I know in my heart, that's good for my kids. So I've, Everyone in my family now knows. Uh, lost a few people along the way and with pleasure because it's all for the greater good. You know, I don't speak to certain people anymore. And then I found myself in a new community of people that celebrate what I'm doing. That's where I need to be, especially when it has to, has to do with my kids. So, Carla, what a great point uh, that you made about that. And Liana, geez, I'm like, where have you been all my life? We need to be friends because everything you've said, I have said many times and I stand by it. What is success? Like, I had to dig deep to what was successful to me, my own version of success, what makes me happy, not what everyone has checked off on their list. I literally had to dig deep to say, okay, what, what makes me happy? The first thing was just me being myself as a human being, being unapologetic about who I am 
and walk into any room, I'm okay with being the dumbest in the room. I'm okay with being not knowing. I'm okay with being not the best dressed. And, and I still have joy in my heart. To me, that's successful being in my truth, being okay with my truth. And another thing for success for me is my children, being able to make that choice of homeschooling my kids, especially with what everyone said around me and just doing that. And it just brings me so much joy. My marriage, that is what, that's, those are the things I think of first, because those are the things that make me the happiest. So I'm so grateful, Liana, that you said that. It just stood with me. I had to come on stage to say, ah, what a room. This room is amazing. I'm glad replays are on because it really touched me. It just, you know, it just confirmed everything that I've always believed in. So thank you guys for holding this yummy stage. Thank you, Robin. I appreciate you all. Thanks. Thank you so much, Jane. I'm I'm super happy that you came up and shared that. It's great to hear your voice. Um, and yet, Leon, that's why Liana and I thought, okay, this is an important topic for this month right now, especially with lots of feedback that we're getting from homeschooling and unschooling parents and breaking it down uh, and the idea that the society expectations of society, um, what was the term that we were talking about, Liana, when we were talking about our month of May? Oh, just standards, you know, like the yeah. the sort of, um, we were talking about the social cues and social cues. All those, Thank you. Yeah, social yes. Cues. That's exactly the word I was, the words of social cues and how much that impacts uh, even like the, like Jane, like you said, those conversations or the way that, you know, people might smile at first, but then they kind of have this look on their eyes, you know, when, you know, when we're somewhere or the kind of those odd questions, you know, those things that maybe aren't upfront, but those kind of cues or those things that are stated that are kind of like, you know, um, a way to shut you out or a way to diminish the choices as well. And, or even this is social cues of things like Carlos talked about, like university. University is a huge social cue. It's a huge part of defining success for many people. And the social cue is that you are successful uh, when you enter a certain school or institution or university. And that's a huge social cue that's been built into our, into our culture, into our, into our society as well. And it's, but it's not valid for everybody. Um, so why, you know, again, going back to that why, why are we so focused on, you know, that being the standard as well and uh, measuring that up, uh, having our, our kids measure up to that. So, yeah, thank you so much, Jane. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the share. So we'll continue as well with Carrie. Carrie, welcome. I'm going to pass the mic to you. Good morning, everybody. What a fantastic conversation. Um, one short little thing, I'll try and be quick, is our daughter. So we found out about an opportunity last fall from one of the universities in our province that they were holding um, a philosophy class for children open to homeschool children for free and to help teach them critical thinking skills. So we talked about it and thought, what a great opportunity and fantastic that that's available. And then we put it to our daughter, who's nine. And she's like, what's philosophy? So we kind of talked about it. She's like, yep, sign me up. So she started her classes in February, pardon me, March and absolutely loved it. And she was telling some family members about it. So just this past week, she'd done her classes, absolutely loved it, asked if she could go into it again next fall for the next age group. And my sister-in-law texted me. So is Victoria done her university classes? I'm like, mm, yeah, it was just, class for kids well how'd she do on the test does she get a certificate I'm like she just took it for fun she got what she got out of it and she took it for fun there was no big reward at the end so is that the only way to justify it is if she had a certificate at the end of the course saying oh look I took this and you know I learned how to think about things differently so those things from others, it's like, wow, why does everything have to fit into these nice little neat slots? And then 
very lucky. My husband has a very different perspective on a few things. We had friends a few years ago and both had boys about the same age in their early 20s. And one didn't graduate high school, living in his parents' basement, up till four in the morning on a computer, no job, no nothing, wouldn't help out around the house. The other son did graduate, was tough, and went out and had a job. And then he got fired from it. And then he got fired from the next job. So the dad whose son was living at home in the basement, he's so smart and he can do anything he wants. And so-and-so's kid is just a waste. And my husband looked at him and he said, but at least he had a job to get fired from. He's out there trying. So that to my husband with success is you're out there trying it. I get that, Carrie. I get what you're saying. That piece of like just doing, it's not about quote, um, winning at something, right? It's about doing it. It's about making it happen for yourself. It's about trying. It's about failing. It's about getting up and doing it again. It's adolescence and coming to age in our current way of doing things in the Western world is hard work, man. It is hard work. Our expectations are so wacky. Um, I feel like we don't give kids much freedom to have discretion in their lives when they're young. And then all of a sudden we're like, okay, go be a grown up. And it's like, it's no wonder that so many kids get stuck in that stage and have such a hard time with transition. Um, and I love that perspective of just get out and try, just keep trying, just keep trying. And we'll support you in trying no matter what, as many times as you need to try. Um, I, I think that's really wonderful that your daughter has that example um, as well. And, you know, as you get more and more into this world of homeschooling or, or unschooling, you start noticing how people have their boxes, right? Like you were talking about the family member that was like, how'd she do? Did she get a grade? Did she, was she successful at the class? I say with air quotes and you start noticing, oh, those things aren't so important to me. That's not what I value anymore. Maybe I would have before, but I don't anymore see that as what's important. And I think that's, um, that's a really beautiful thing to just notice that shift in yourself and, and for your daughter to have that freedom in just living her life well, regardless of the outcome that comes from it. Yeah, 100%, I agree as well. Um, you know, it's interesting uh, talking about getting out there and trying because part of it as well as within our uh, ideas of success or ideas from others that may not be our our values of success, we can cling and hold on to them so tight that any chance to try or even more so try and then make a mistake, we don't want to let happen. And the biggest thing is we, we say, oh, yeah, mistakes are good. We learn from mistakes. Failure is great. People, you hear that all the time. But to actually do that and when you do that and it happens, it's like there's still the shame around it. You know, we talk about, oh, you can make mistakes and fail. But do we really, truly believe that and support that? And especially for our kids, like with all the expected adolescents and teens, you know, the whole thing is like, oh, they're going to make bad choices. Don't let them take responsibility because they can't handle responsibility. Well, it's like, you know, we all make mistakes and you, you kind of have to make mistakes in order to learn and, and realize, okay, you know what, maybe it didn't work this time, I'm going to try it again. But also that whole idea of the home environment, your family environment, and going back to our basis of connection and relationships like Leon and always, Leon and I always lay that foundation for in our rooms is, you know, having that place where it's safe and secure to make those mistakes, knowing that, you know what, I, I messed up, but it's okay, I'm still loved, I'm still appreciated. I know there's another chance I can try again, or uh, I, I'm gonna make more mistakes, but that's okay, that acceptance as well. And that goes a long way, especially, especially in the world of autonomy, self-direction, um, you know, all of those, uh, if you're really unschooling, part of that relatedness, building that environment of it's, I'm honored for me and those, and I feel safe to push the boundaries. I feel safe to try things and to make mistakes because then when you don't feel safe, we're not going to. We're either we're not going to try things, we're not going to make mistakes or push those boundaries, or if we do, then we won't, and something happens, we won't try again because then the opposite happens, right? So I love that, Robin. And you know, what I think is 
what I've really come to discover over the last several years, like with COVID and like, you know, I had a business that closed, you know, down in flames, sort of a, sort of a thing, um, is it feels like, and watching people's reactions to me having this restaurant that I was twerking so hard on and then just having to close it at COVID, watching the way people around me reacted, it was so intense to see their, um, their emotions around it because they assumed that I was like crumbling on the inside. They just could not even fathom if something like that had happened to them sort of a thing. Right. And it was, and I was fine. <laughs> like, I was, I mean, I'm not saying it was a, it was a walk in the park, but what I discovered is that when you can raise your kids in a way that the external is truly separate from who they are, then you can weather external failures. So when skills and abilities and grades and subject matter and all of those things are not them, when it's just something they're learning about and something they're doing, it's not a reflection of who they are. It's not part of their identity to be good at it or bad at it. That is when you can weather failure. Because for me, just learning a skill is just something I can do. If I'm good at it, I'm good at it. If I'm not, I'm not. If I mess something up, I mess something up and I just pick something up and try again. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't do very well at that. Let me try again at this. And that is so easy for me. It is not me that failed. I am still me, right? I am not a failure because I failed at something that I tried to do. So I think that's like a really, really big difference when we talk about success it's about building identities for, at least for me, it's about building identities for children that allow them to be separate from external things. They are themselves at the core, no matter what, no matter what happens to them, around them, because of them, they're still um, themselves, intact and whole, regardless of what's going on around them. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's the goal. I think I think for you and I as well, and we've talked about that's our success goal, right? That is really the definition is to be able to be yourself as much as you can be no matter where you are. And it's not letting others' definitions define you because others' definitions are their own thing and their own baggage, their own experiences, their own all that other sort of stuff. It's not yours. And m many times it has nothing to do with you, actually. They maybe make it seem to like it's all about you. It's not. And being able to separate that and be like, you know what, this is me and I'm good. And I maybe hear you and understand where you're coming from or I hate, but, but there's, there's that line too. Absolutely. Carrie, did you want to add something? And then we'll, uh, uh, then we'll share the mic with Stacy. I saw you unmiked, so. I was just going to add, I love what Liana was saying. And, you know, it, it's really down to basics. Some days here, you know, a successful day can be our daughter made her bed without asking her to do it. Yay, that's a huge success and we're good to go for the rest yes, of the day. Yes. Or we went to the store and she done things on her own. She went to the bakery department, ordered something, used her manners, said thank you, expressed what she would like. There's a success and finding more and more it's about her success as an individual, as a good human being, and far less about the academics because she's learning all the time. We know that. What kind of person are you going to be is so much more important. Absolutely. And I want to ask everyone on the stage right now, and if anybody wants to comment, if you could just share with me, if you went to school, to public school or private school, if you graduated in a traditional way um, uh, or an industrial way, however you want to define it, um, and could you actually share with me your scores on every exam that you got in high school, or even just your grade 12 year, your ending scores, and how that's helped you? I can. Okay. <laughs> Tell me, share it, to, tell us. I have to go teach an entrepreneurship class in okay. like five minutes. Okay, okay, okay. So you I'll got just, it, you got it. We'll do that. I just, uh, from the comment that I made to you in the back channel was that 
that's exactly the point is that everything is measured and assessed and formative and summative assessment and everything is given a grade and unschooling just doesn't do that. And so how do you measure success? That, that has always been the challenge. I train tons of teams on how to establish success metrics, not just children. I've done that my entire corporate career. And my graduating, my graduating average from high school was 52%. I have two degrees, two diplomas, an after degree computer science designation, and I audited a master's degree in human computer interaction because I didn't want to be measured by the grades. And my supervising professor at the University of Calgary just loved that, loved it. If I, he said, if I could pull every one of my master's students out of the grind of defining success by the traditional metrics, we would have a completely different experience and innovation would fly. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And I just met with Innovate Calgary, which are the startup incubator for the IP that comes out of STEM programs. So when you're a university graduate, postgraduate student, your IP does not belong to you. you. The university gets to own the intellectual property that you come up with in all of your research. But they're trying to figure out a way to support these grads and postgrad students in actually launching businesses like they're really looking for the unicorns in there and he fights against the ivory tower constantly and he's an MIT you know professor you know graduate from masters from Oxford and he doesn't like those metrics either so I think it's those that enjoy those metrics or those by which we define success we are a direct challenge to that and it's just I had to bring in a little bit of kindness and understanding to the fact that we are a threat to that and it's scary. It's fear. When somebody challenges my kids and says, well, how will you know you're successful? My kids have been taught to respond with by the metrics of my own definition of success and no one else's. And they are so much, they're so less offended by the question that they turn around and become excellent listeners. How do you define success? And then they put adults on the spot. Tell me, is it, is it money? Is it accolades? Do you feel successful as an adult in what you've accomplished? And do I have to meet to your metrics or can I have my own? And it shuts them down immediately. Actually opens up a huge debate, like a really great conversation with people. So we've actually kind of flipped it on its head that way, for sure. Oh, Stacey, that's so good. I actually would always do that too when I was a kid, when people would ask me things like the prying um, in like sort of inappropriate questions that you wouldn't ask an adult. I would just turn around and ask them too, like, oh yeah, and um, how how were your grades in middle school? How did you do in math? How was that for that's you? That's just a perfect response. Okay, I'm going to go off and teach 35 young rural Alberta kids how to start their own business. What? Thanks so much for Where? Where? Yoford. Wait a minute. Yoford. Yoford. <laughs> just okay. like, uh, I think, west of Wetaskiwin. I think that's, uh, they gathered me in and, uh, yeah, like rock and business ideas, like awesome baby ducks and composting and night i love yeah. it I love just, you know i love rural alberta That's i know for it <laughs> so and they're so <laughs> wonderful to teach it's just like they just have a brilliant brilliant ideas so thanks for having me to the stage and and have a good day Ciao, hey, guys. talk soon stacy <laughs> see ya Stacey's awesome. Another unschooling parent and a friend of mine and another fellow Albertan. We all live in, her, Carrie, and I all live in the same province in Canada here. So um, Carrie and I are, are country people and Stacey's a city girl. So, but she knows, uh, she knows our country life. So it's um, always interesting to chat with Stacey. Uh, I think that's a huge thing, right? And I, and that's exactly why I'd asked that question. Like, how did your, I mean, how many of you talk about, well, Lynn, I, I, I can't share any of my grades that I got no memory of them. I didn't write them down. I didn't keep them. And I don't walk around saying, well, when I graduated from high school, I received this in my English and this, therefore this makes me more qualified than you to talk about this. Or I got, even my university grades, I, I couldn't recall. Um, I have my, my certificate. I'm not even sure where it is right now or my, my degree, but, um, 
that also, you know, so many things that prepared me for life were just the actual experiences that I lived. Traveling and, um, I mean, so much of it was actually traveling. And, and actually, my background is international business. That's my school background. Um, but for all, <laughs> I have to say, just being out in the world and traveling and, and living experiences was the best education for that. Um, no matter, and a lot of, you know, some of the foundation stayed, but a lot of the stuff is also no longer relevant with our, you know, our time today. I, you know, for when I graduated, things like having a handheld device everywhere you go, a handheld computer in your hand all the time. That when I graduated, that was not available. I, I remember getting my first Hotmail account in university, and that was revolutionary. And so think how different that is to now, and and the access that our kids have compared to what it was like. Like social media was not even a word when I was in university, talking about building that and those kind of platforms. Um, so a lot of it was irrelevant, but yet I paid for that degree. Uh, and, you know, and now if I went and tried to say those, you know, do some of those things that I learned in those classes, people would probably look at me and be like, that's not how we do things anymore. So Carla, did you want to add anything? Really quickly, then I have to go pick up my groceries. <laughs> um, but Online or say, in person? Say, or <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm picking them up at the grocery store. They just put them in the car for me. But um, I wanted to to mention something. Stacy brought up something that just blew blew my mind, and I wanted to share very quickly because this is, doesn't just relate to your children, but it also relates to you. Um, I am a college dropout. I started as a zoology pre-med major. I was in a residential med, uh, pre-med program, switched to agricultural business, don't even ask. Um, and then I dropped out and I said, I don't want to do this. And I entered ministry as an ordained minister. And while I was doing that, I also had a career in banking and in human resources and then decided to stay home when we adopted our first three children. And then three more came. Now there's six. Said all that to say, today, I have developed, um, I guess you can say self-taught, uh, in a arena that has taken me all over the world as a trainer. Um, and the people that I stand next to have an alphabet of letters behind their name that they're asking for my input. And the point of that is, I had no idea that I would be here. And we have to give our, our children that, um, that time and that freedom to be able to figure things out in different seasons of their lives are going to take on different, a different look and what they want to do with it, um, how they want to approach it, the things they want to pursue. But at this very moment, this college dropout is in the process of co-creating a curriculum for a university in Jordan, the country Jordan, for seminary students in a bachelor's and master's program. That is one of my current projects. Now, most people know me as unschooling mama, you know, of the sensational six, but I've got a lot of other stuff that I do that people have no clue of. And that's one of my current projects that I'm working on between now and the next couple of years. And so I had no idea that this is where I would be and this is what I'd be doing. I had no idea that I'd be traveling all over the world um, doing what I'm doing and unschooling six kids. So if you look at yourself and you look at the track that you've been on and all of the experiences that you've had, none of them have been wasted time, money, or effort, um, whether it was you know self-taught, tech school, college, whatever it was, none of it was wasted. And so we have to look at our children's track the same way. Their lives are going to morph and change and develop and transition into different seasons and that's going to look different at different parts of their life. It certainly has for us as adults. So we have to recognize that our children do not have to be prepared to tell us right now what they want to do for the rest of their life. And we don't have the right to hold them accountable to that just because it's their current interest. And mm. so I just say all yes. that to say this, this dropout is doing something she never thought she would do. And people with, you know, 50 degrees are asking for me to create something for them. Um, and maybe that's not success for someone else. But for me, I feel that I have, you know, been able to do what I dreamed of doing. So we have to give our kids that opportunity to transition and do things as they feel their dreams 
are leading them. I'm Carla and I'm done. Oh, thank you so much, Carla. I think that's a perfect note to end this on because uh, Liana and I were going to keep this in the hour. The replays are on. I'm definitely going to go back and listen to the replays um, and share. I see I disable clips for myself, but I think others were able to do that. Um, and I want to thank everyone for being here. We're going to continue this conversation. Liana and I kind of had this as a theme for the month. Liana, our next conversation is those weird unsocialized homeschoolers and unschoolers. Right? Oh, yeah. Yes. And we're going to talk all about that. Liana's experience, our experiences, ideas again with those, you know, those um, social constructs and ideas of what it means to be socialized or to be acceptable or um, what's okay for kids and how many times homeschoolers and unschoolers buck up against that. They push those buttons because it doesn't always look that way for us, right? And we, we're living in a, different, in a different way than what people conceive as or think of as uh, the right way. So that's our next conversation, which is going to be, Liana, can you refer out the top of my head? It's not next Friday, but the following Friday, I think. And then, um, but if you actually just go to our club and you'll see the schedule. And then Tyra and I also have a, a room on Tuesday about building out our home learning environment, supporting our home learning environment. And then Liana and Kelly have their Monday room and Allison has her wonderful room on Thursday afternoons focused on younger children in the elementary age. Yes, our room's gonna be on the 20th. Okay, be perfect. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for being here, everyone. This was such a great conversation. So glad replays were on and we'll get back into all of this. And um, I just love how this is hope this is hopefully leaving people with this sense of um, again, like autonomy, like growing into who you are, who your family is, how you actually want to be, and releasing, shedding as many of those expectations of, and shoulds as we possibly yes, can. Yes, and who you are is okay. Who your kids are aren't okay. It's not, you know, that this whole thing of be doing it wrong or being wrong. Um, I think maybe that's part of our vocabulary we need to move out of, right? Being the fear of getting it wrong. I think of all the wonderful things we're doing right. And uh, I think that's, let's try and shift into our weekend, weekend with that mindset of not of what, what things are that are wrong, but all of the great, wonderful things that we're doing right. And they can be simple things, making the bed in the morning, <laughs> you know, enjoying a, a la some laugh and jokes, um, you know, what, whatever it is, all, having time to go for a walk outside and appreciate the sunshine or rain or snow if you're where I am. So Love it. So good. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Carrie, Jane, Carla, and Stacy as well, too, and everyone in the comments. Take care. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, leave a review, or comment. I'd love to hear your thoughts, ideas, and reflections on the episode. You can go to the website, imhomeschooling.com, or email me directly, robin at imhomeschooling.com.